thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And our beautiful Cindy is in the United States yet again, whipping up a storm, making hearts love her, opening minds, creating curious souls. She's doing her wonderful work over there, which we are just so eternally grateful for her, I guess, her untiring spirit because she nothing is ever too much for her and she can be home for a week and then away for a week and then home for a week and then away for a week. And, you know, I think a lot of the times, I th- sometimes I'll think of, I go, wow, man, you know, that's just so cool. But I, I, I also understand how taxing all of that traveling can be. So I think that she's, she's an incredible human being who is relentless in her desire to wake up the hearts and minds of humanity to how they can care for themselves, love themselves, and be even more in tune with what their bodies are doing. And it heartens me because today we have another incredible soul on our show, Therese Kerr, who is not far behind or not, not even far behind. He's not, not different, no different. That's probably what I wanted to say. No different in her desire to open the hearts and the minds of humanity to self-care, to taking care of the planet, taking care of ourselves. And, you know, I, I spoke on stage with Therese a couple of years ago, the beautiful Therese Kerr. What do you say? I mean, this woman stood up on the stage. She spoke about cruelty to animals. She spoke about how caring for ourselves with the products that she was promoting and, um, you know, she, she spoke with such depth, such knowledge, such authority that there were two or 300 people in that room who were all gobsmacked by the facts, the figures and the information that she was able to share with us in such a way that I think so many people were profoundly changed. And I think that, Therese, the work that you continue to do and have always done is so inspiring, so powerful and so very much us that it was only ever a matter of time that you were going to grace our show with your presence. So welcome to Up For A Chat and what an honour to share the next hour with you. Oh, bless you. Thank you so much, Karen, and thank you, Kimmy. I'm honoured to be on your beautiful show and to be able to speak to the people who gain so much insight and knowledge and wisdom from what you and um, Cindy, the three of you, share. So it's just so beautiful. And thank you for your beautiful words, Karen. That was just so lovely. Oh, well, you're most welcome. They're very heartfelt and true, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Now, Therese, can I ask you, you sweet soul, we've all followed you for many years and we've all absolutely adored um, your journey and obviously your beautiful Miranda's mum, but can we go right back to the beginning and tell us a little bit about even your upbringing? What brought you to where you are today and who are you and how did you get here? Could you just give that to us? You know, oh, yeah, most, most definitely. So <laughs> I, um, I've been on the wellness journey since really 2000. 2001 and 2002. Um, I had tumours in my spleen in 2001 and had have my spleen removed in 2002. 
Prior to that, I had endometriosis, which has become so commonplace and hormone-related disorders that have become so commonplace. Um, another uh, challenge that I had was Hashimoto's. And Hashimoto's is, as you girls know, underactive thyroid. So I had that, but it wasn't until 2001 when I had the challenge of having tumours in my spleen that I actually thought, well, what on earth? have I done to my body at age 36 at that time to actually have had all of those health challenges? And that was really our entry into the wellness industry because prior to that, I thought I was healthy because we know what we know, we know what we don't know, but we don't know what we don't know. And, you know, I thought that I was raising my children in a, in a very um, healthy environment when in fact, because I didn't know what I didn't know, I wasn't. And that is the best thing that's ever happened to me, having had tumours in my spleen. And it was my aha moment. And unfortunately, most of us wait for an aha moment to actually choose health. And that's what happened with us. So it's, um, it's been a, a journey and a half since then. I live and breathe health and wellness. I met with Bill Statham, the author of The Chemical Maze, um, who is just a, has such a vast and in-depth knowledge in relation to chemicals and their impacts on the human body. I now work with and call Professor Mark Cohen, one of my dearest friends, um, Dr. Sarah Lance. You ladies will know all of these people, Nicole Bilchma as such and share a lot of um, information and just am a sponge for information on chemical toxicity and the impact that toxins and environmental factors have on our body and also on our children and on the planet. Oh, gosh, you're just you're a trailblazer. I think Karen's absolutely right that um, it's thanks to women like you that are leading the way. And I'm sorry, but talking to you and Karen, you've both had to take one for the team in order for, for many of us to, to hear these messages. Why is it, do you think, that we have to wait for an aha moment? Why do we not see the privilege of, of love and life and all its grandeur before we have that aha? Uh-huh. Is it a case of taking it for granted, do you think, Therese? I really do. I think that, um, again, we only know what we know and I, I believe we're here for the evolution of our soul as such and a lot of um, our experiences just give us the depth we need to um, arise or to wake up, um, you know, in relation to what's ac- actually happening um, in our planet and the damage that we're doing to the planet, planet and also to our own health. You know, as a mum, we, you know, I tried to do the best that I had in my knowledge to raise my children very in a very healthy way. But again, I was oblivious to so much and it's only through having gone through the health challenges that, you know, everyone knows that Miranda's like the organic princess in modelling. You know, she. we started with Cora Organics after I had tumours in my spleen. We started and we created Cora. And that's a range of skincare that is in health food stores and in chemists um, as such. And when I was a CEO of Cora, I said to Miranda, we can't stop at skincare. You know, there are people, knowing what I know, there are people who are using deodorants and hand sanitizers and uh, body scrubs and shampoos and soft tanners that are... I know for a fact how poisonous and how toxic they are to the human body and that we need to actually 
um, use the public profile that we have as a family, knowing what we know to make a difference. And that's what we did. And that's when we also started Divine for the personal care side. And then um, as we get older, our skin matures. So we need different skin care compared to a young person because up to age 25, our skin renews itself every 21 days. After that, that process of skin renewal or stem cell renewal of our our skin actually starts to slow down. That's why we have Divine Company personal care products, Divine Man, Divine Baby and um, Divine Woman and we also have Cora Organics which is the more of the young people not mature skin range. And I think it's so amazing that you have answered a call and like you say with that knowledge and with that that celebrity, if you like, it's a powerful way to use it. I do want to say this to you, um, and it's and it's an absolute credit to you. When you know that I have my own skincare company and an essential oil company, and you know that I was struggling a few years ago, and we're at the Mind Forum together, which um, I'll get you to explain a little bit later what that is. And I remember standing there with Cindy and saying, oh, I just wish there was someone I could trust in the industry, someone that I could ask that that knew or knows something about someone or who I could talk to because I was really in a quandary at that time. And I guess the fear of rejection or the fear of stepping on toes or the fear of saying something that would be offensive to somebody like yourself, I just, I don't know, I just took it inside and I, I took it I took it by the horns, if you like, and I walked up to you and I said, look, and I explained to you my scenario. And I have to say to you, I've, never had a response like yours with anybody in this industry there's a lot of people that seem to think it's a very competitive industry I think what I took from you is that it's a very creative expansive industry that is open to collaboration and open to supporting one another and I just want to thank you on our show for being the woman that you are and for being so open and real and honest and and supporting me on my journey so I just wanted to acknowledge you for that. Oh, bless you, honey. Well, thank you. I believe in total collaboration. And honestly, I believe that women, and that's no disrespect to the gorgeous men in this world of which I'm married to one, um, that women will transform this world and it will be through collaboration. I can't do it by myself. And when you mentioned that you are having challenges, of course, I was going to share with you the people who have helped me in relation to formulations and such, because to me, There's no competition. We're all united. We're all one. You know, the energy that flows through you is what flows through me and through everyone else on this planet. Just we we cause the disassociation or we cause in our own minds that, um, you know, competitiveness, competitiveness and so on. But to me, that just doesn't exist. Of course, anyone who's wanting to do something to improve other people's health and also the health of the planet, I'm fully supportive of. And I just say, bring it on. As many people, the more people we have doing that, the um, much greater impact we will have collectively to actually bring about the change that we need in this beautiful world. And my goodness, Kimmy and Karen, we need that. We need to actually look at where we're heading as a society. The rate of illness is so high now. It's the first time in history that our children are dying before us. You know, our planet is, um, you know, it used to be organic. And I, I say the word used to be organic because it's no longer that. And it's crazy to me that a product 
has to be labelled. If it's healthy, it has to be labelled. It should be the ones that aren't healthy that should be labelled and we need to transform the labelling laws to be able to bring that sort of um, change in or transformation into effect. And that will be when a lot of us actually stand together and collaborate and that's why I just love helping and assisting anyone in this um, wellness industry because that's ultimately what we're here to do. We're here to be um, a much bigger contribution um, than just to ourselves. You know, we're not here for ourselves. We're here to make a difference in this world. I honestly believe that. And I think the more that we can see it in that way, it's that the, the more people there are working towards a common goal, the more change we're able to create. And I think that a lot of people who are in business are yet to achieve that level of, um, is the word altruism? Mm -hmm. um, they're, yep. they're yet to achieve that, that level of understanding that um, if you're there to make a difference, you'll always make money. But mm -hmm. if you're there to make money, you'll not only not make a difference, but you'll, not, you'll also not make the money. Yeah. Because it's... You've, got, you've always got to have a, a higher intention, something bigger than you mm. in mind for, um, you know, success to find you. Yep. Because I, I, I really don't think we exist in this bubble of um, financial exchange. I think what we exist in is a universal exchange where humanity supports and helps humanity. And I really, as I say, I take my hat off to you. But, Kimmy, I, I think like attracts like, my love, because yes. you have always, for as long as I've known you, and jeepers creepers, it's been, what, 12 years now, <laughs> um, you've always been very much of the idea that if there are other people or organisations that are working in the same marketplace as you, it's not about competition, it's about collaboration where possible. And I think even just, you know, you creating your beautiful aroma cards, you know, your whole intention of creating education for people is really, it's always been what you've always been about. So I'm not in the least bit surprised that mm -hmm. somebody like Therese would cross your path and support you with, you mm -hmm. know, what, what you need because you've never been somebody who's a taker. You've always been, you know, and, and I do believe that there are people in this world who take, there are people who, in this world who give and it, that's balance. Um, but that's always been who you've been. So I'm, I'm not the least bit surprised, you know. Totally, totally. I believe we're mirrors to each other and um, if we can actually support one another and, you know, exactly what you said then, Karen, you know, what Kimmy's about is education. One of our key um, principles is education because people can only make informed choices when they're informed or when they're educated. Mm. And uh, and the classic example, I was the least educated person in relation to the impact of perfume and or products that contain many classes of chemicals, your endocrine disrupting chemicals, your carcinogens, your obesogens that cause our fat cells to multiply, the immunotoxins, teratogens, reproductive developmental toxins, um, and so on. These, we don't know that until, unfortunately, we have to know it or we have a health crisis where we actually start to question what it is, like what happened with myself, what it is that has caused the health challenges that I've experienced. And, you know, we have a level of hormone-disrupting disorders currently 
that uh, they've never been where they're at at the moment. We have, as I mentioned previously, the first time in history our children are dying before us. Babies are being born with 287 synthetic man-made chemicals in their little umbilical cords. And I was speaking with Mark Cohen yesterday. I was at the Wim Hof event in the Gold Coast and I was speaking with Mark and he said, Therese, they're only the tested chemicals. He said they tested for 287. That's what they found. 287 he believes there's literally thousands of chemicals in a newborn baby at birth and he also shares that one of the fastest ways we detox as a woman is to have a baby we dump our fat soluble chemicals onto our children in utero without ever knowing that and again if we knew that we would be more careful with what we put on our skin because it takes 26 seconds only for chemicals to enter the bloodstream and our skin will absorb chemicals up to 10 times faster than by way of ingestion because our skin doesn't have the two major protective mechanisms as in our digestive juices nor the purification process of the liver when you eat something those protective mechanisms come into play but when you put it on your skin it goes directly into your bloodstream on average 60 percent but in some instances for example when you're wearing perfume when you put anything under your arms when you put anything in your mouth the mucous membranes under your tongue absorb 100 percent directly into your bloodstream and again this is what really drives me is to educate and empower so that people can make healthy choices and take from it whatever serves them, leave what doesn't, but at least be informed. Tell us what may, has made the biggest impact on you. What's had the biggest shock in your years of doing all of this work? What's been the biggest thing that's really hurt your heart and maybe even your soul the most as, as to what's happening in the planet? Um, it's really about babies and how you know, through maternal transfer, that these little babies who do not have the detoxification ability that we do as an adult, and I get quite emotional about this because they, first of all, don't get up. They, they don't ask to come into this world. We bring them into this world, but our bodies are pre-polluted because of all the environmental factors that we personally subject ourselves to, and therefore we subject our children unknowingly and knowing that these little babies, their detoxification ability isn't um, established or it's not as effective as ours, their immune system isn't developed, their nervous system isn't developed, and yet these toxicants that are pulsating through their little bodies, immunotoxins, neurotoxins that are damaging not only their brain but their nervous system, the reproductive toxins and endocrine-disrupting chemicals that are linked to infertility, that are linked to hormone disruption, and a baby girl is born with all of the eggs that she's ever going to have during her lifetime and her little body is polluted and little boys' bodies are so polluted with hormone-disrupting chemicals that they're causing malformed genitalia, hyperspadius, for example, and malformed genitalia is when the testes don't drop, the tip of the penis isn't even on the tip of the penis, and the World Health Organization states that there's been an increase of over, their report of 2012 states there's been an increase of over 400% in malformed genitalia um, happening with little boys and that's a greater rate increase than cancer so you know the fact that babies are actually now um, you know 
their life expectancy isn't even as great as ours because of what we have done as a society and the choices we've made without knowing the information or having the full facts and just assuming that the products are safe, that the pesticides, insecticides, the glyphosates, and I take a holistic approach. It's every aspect. It's not just what I put on my skin, but no one's really educating on that subject other than Kimmy that I know of and myself to make people aware so that they can make informed choices. So that's probably a long-winded answer to that question. Oh, brilliant though. And I think it's, it's, that's probably why we love you so much and we're all talking the same language and we, we can't get to everybody and we won't be able to reach everybody. And that's why I think your point of collaboration, but also sharing the knowledge so that other people can be best informed. And to me, and I don't know if you agree, but um, I don't know about you, Therese, but when I started 28, my whole vision was to change the world and change the status of our ability to love plants and, and to respect nature and all her glory. And now I realise my my mission is actually to support one woman, one mum at a time to realise the power of healing power of things like plants over, say, something like an aspirin or a nurofen. Mm. And I, I think that's what I love about what you do. You seem to be able to connect not only with the knowledge and the science, but you seem to be able to really hit to the core um, for every woman of us that listen to you and your audience. What is it that you have such, you have fame, you have beauty, you have everything going for you in so many ways, but what has it that, that has you just love being in touch with the, the individual? What is it that, that connects to your soul on that level? I just love people. I really, really love people out of everything that I do To And I love connecting with people and seeing the difference and being a contribution. And, you know, when I do a lot of public speaking, I like to personally, as, as often as I can, go around and thank each, look people in the eye and thank them individually for being there, for taking the time to actually honour themselves to be there and to allow me to have the grace of their listening is just, it's my gift. And um, to be able to then share the information in the hope of making a difference, um, it's just such a beautiful thing. And then to see those light bulb moments. And, you know, I have people who are, are listening to me and they hear this and they get really quite upset, you know, sometimes, you know, as mums, because we do our best with the knowledge we have. And, you know, I say to them, you can't change the past. All you can do is make better choices as we move forward with the knowledge that you have. So don't beat yourself up for not knowing this. I went through that, Kimmy and Karen. I went through, it's like, my God, I used to put my children in bubble bath. You know, I used to um, do all these things that I thought were healthy. It was a healthy way of living. And let me tell you, knowing where I am now and as my soul has evolved and as I've gone through what I've gone through health-wise and everything I share is evidence-based research. So, And I have to ensure that's the case because, firstly, you mentioned that my beautiful daughter is Miranda and I have an amazing son, Matthew, and whatever I share, if it's not correct, it will come back to haunt us as a family. And, you know, it's really important that, you know, I touch people's lives with integrity and with the information that 
I hope will steer them towards making healthier choices. You know, one of the biggest things that I really recommend to women and I ask women and men to take away from my talks is to remove perfume and or cologne from their lives and not to allow their children to use that because even a fragrance according to the Breast Cancer Fund in America, which is not breast cancer research, it's a prevention and treatment of breast cancer and other hormone-related cancers, they state that a fragrance or a product that contains the word fragrance can have up to around 3,000 chemicals just in that one ingredient listed on the label where it can have those undisclosed ingredients that you never know what's in it, whether it's triethylamylene, cocomidopropyl betaine, phenoxyethanol, BHT, methylparabens, all of these chemicals that are commonplace in perfumes glycols you know um but we never know they're in it because they're undisclosed so i don't know i can talk for a week on this subject yeah i think it's brilliant but there's so much to know and 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 now i want to change tunes though so so here you are you have all this knowledge around the chemistry and obviously the science and and education is at the forefront of all that you do what does a day in therese kerr's life look like (laughs) too many emails far too many emails (laughs) And, um, but you know, when I get up of a morning and I have this life balance, when you go through a health crisis, you, you soon learn, you know, what is important and what isn't. And when I went through my health crisis, even though I had the love and support of my family, you know, you're still going through it yourself and you have to really go deep within to, um, to actually question, okay, how am I handling this? What am I going to do to, what am I going to learn from this? So, you know, I meditate and I know that's become a bit cliche as such, but I do, I meditate, I go deep within and um, I come to work and I try not to take life too seriously. Um, I travel like what you were saying about Cindy, she's always traveling. I travel three to four times a week um, educating and hopefully making a difference. Why do I do that? Why do I put myself through that? Honestly, it's to make a difference and to hopefully our goal as a company is to transform health within one generation and we can only do that if we stop young women putting a lot of these chemicals um, into their bodies so that they're not transforming them to their children if they're lucky enough to have babies. And the statistics that I'll share with you in regard to that uh, are just you know, they're scary. You know, 70% of women have some hormone-related disorder. One in seven women of childbearing age are considered infertile. Half of all fertility uh, challenges are a result of men. Semen count, according to the World Health Organization, had dropped by 40% over the last uh, 40 years. But now the disappearing male, the documentary is saying at 60% and of the remaining semen, 85% is considered abnormal. So I do this and I have been working tirelessly to share this knowledge simply to make a difference and to be a contribution and to transform health. And what I do, though, in that whole process, even though I'm so busy and I'm traveling and running a business, I really um, aim to enjoy and to bring joy into that entire process and to tune off on weekends and to take time out and to go riding on the motorbike with my husband or to go in the motorhome. We've got an old beat-up motorhome that we go and stay and have a um, open fire and you know, I love my downtime. 
as much as I um, love doing what I'm doing and it's a passion of mine, which is so important to have that passion, I also really take the time out when needed to nurture myself and nurture my relationship. I've been with my husband since I was 16. I was married at 17. I don't even know if that was legal. And he's my soulmate. And um, it's so important that we nurture that and nurture our relationship and each other and also my gorgeous family. I'm so blessed to have a beautiful daughter and a beautiful son-in-law and my um, Maddie, he, he is just divine and his partner, Jimmy, it's just so beautiful to nurture that and that's what, as a mother, I really try to do. But I try to, I've always been called mother, mother T. I always try and nurture everybody. So. <laughs> Which is lovely. Therese, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, you know, I, it's, and I know that our listeners would be interested in this and it's a bit of a deep question, so I hope that you're ready to go down the rabbit hole with me. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing, no, no holes barred with me at all. So <laughs> No holes too deep. <laughs> you know, there are people who um, talk a lot about you know, health and well-being and what we should and we shouldn't do. And there's a lot of um, education out there. There's a lot of information being bantered around. And I think that, um, you know, oh, this is, yeah. we can read a lot. We can discover a lot now. There's a lot of information out there if we're so inclined. Mm-hmm. And for the most of us, you know, it's not until we do go through a personal crisis of our own that we find a new path to pursue. So when we take away the doing and we accept that, yes, that's all the things that you do and um, you're amazing at it and you have an incredible platform that you can uh, leap from, that's the one side is the Therese Kerr and, who she, and what she does. Mm-hmm. What is it about Therese Kerr that makes her memorable? What is it about Therese Kerr that really is able to touch my heart, open my mind, make my soul curious? Mm -hmm. Well, I believe, yeah. So, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, lovely. No, go, no, go. So I believe that, you know, a lot of the times we think we're human doings, but we're not. You touched on this a minute ago about doing Um, we're human beings and it's our being that determines who we are and what's possible in our life. So I always and have always tried to be love and to have my children be love. I have this saying, you know, what would love do now? And that comes from conversations with God. And it's really, we can choose our being. We can choose not to be a reaction, you know. And, yes, there's times just like everyone, you get upset. But when you have the power over your thoughts, when you realise your thoughts are really or uh, your thoughts are really a reaction to what's going on and when, if somebody upsets you or if says there's something more often than not it's about what's happening in their world there may be a combination of a whole heap of things that have happened that have caused them to be a certain way and in that moment if you can actually choose to be compassionate you can choose to be love you can choose to be kindness as opposed to being angry or being judgmental or being resentful 
we have more control over how we express ourselves and how our life plays out than we possibly imagine. And it's just choosing how we're going to be about things. And um, my goal is to always, you know, to come back to that um, standpoint of just be love. You know, that's ultimately what every human soul, you know, every human being wants is to really be loved and accepted and to be comfortable in no matter what circumstance extending that and to have people feel that and to be an example, hopefully, of how you can be that in this crazy world that we currently live in. So and it brings me that well, okay. no, spectacularly. Mm. Um, but it also brings me back to another question, which I guess is, again, another layer. I'm a big, well, when I say believe, you know, and, and I, I, have this, I have this thought system around beliefs in that we only believe something because we don't know it. Mm-hmm. When we know something, there's no longer a need for belief. Mm-hmm. So I'm, what I'm about to say is it's just a belief. It's not a knowing because I don't know it. It's just a belief. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I have come to learn and I've come to believe is that what starts in the mind manifests in the body. Mm-hmm. And I often have this question around a lot of the physical symptoms that we um, display or land up creating for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I often wonder to what extent we understand or have a similar belief that what starts in the mind manifests in the body. And when we hear all of these issues that we're passing down from one to another and it becomes genetic, I totally understand that and I absolutely get that. So our kids are carrying problems that are not even theirs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's evidence to produce, or there's evidence to prove that that's absolutely true. And, you know, I was actually had a conversation with a friend of mine just on the weekend about her son. And she was saying, you know, her son is in chronic pain, doesn't know why. The doctors have been trying to investigate it for seven years. They can't find the pain. He's ready to commit suicide mm. because he just cannot live with the pain anymore. But there is no evidence in his body for where the pain is being what's causing the pain there's just nothing his body's in complete physical health Mm. and so looking at it from a psychosomatic point of view now is their next step but he's almost done he's almost exhausted from it all Mm. and i suggested that he goes to a kinesiologist because a kinesiologist can oftentimes determine whether the pain is his or it belongs to someone else Mm -hmm. meaning it's you know been handed down and um, one of the, I guess, the, the, the big deep question that I have around this is that even if what we are experiencing has been handed down from other generations or we've created it ourselves, to what extent do you believe that we are capable of being our own cure? <laughs> because this is, this is going to continue to happen. Well, we're living in a society that is profit-driven. Our food manufacturers, our product manufacturers, they couldn't give a rat's freckle about the cost to, to humanity. They only care about the profit in their pocket. Yeah. And it's going to continue. And, of course, we can speak with our wallets. We can make decisions like that. And I would love to think that more and more of us are waking up. But whether that's going to happen in our lifetime, I don't know. Um, but, but to what extent are we able to be in a place of 
like you've just said now, of being mm-hmm. rather than do, 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 to try and save myself, to what level of being do you think is that able to be our own cure, our own remedy? I believe, and again, I'm like you, you know, beliefs are mostly our beliefs are we're indoctrinated into a society, you know, whether it's the family's beliefs, the church beliefs, you know, you know our peers' beliefs as such that we adopt as opposed to choosing um, as such. And I raised my children to actually be able to see that and to take on their own belief systems and so on. In relation to our bodies, I personally believe through the research that I've done, and this is a chosen belief, not an indoctrinated one, but I believe that our body has an innate ability to heal itself. And, you know, we are all energy and our thoughts will determine uh, to a great extent how our body reacts to environmental factors um, as such. So, yes, there's, we have the genetics and I believe that the genetics are the gun but the environmental factors in a lot of instances are the trigger. And, but how our body reacts will determine where we're at, what stress levels we have, what we uh, feel we are capable of as such in relation to dealing with our health issues. If we believe that, you know, um, the autoimmune disease is going to, you know, ruin our life. Of course, that becomes the context for our body as such and we live into that. Um, But a lot of the times we have more control over that. And a classic example, I went to Wim Hof. I'm a board uh, director of Bathe the World Foundation, Wim Hof the Iceman. Mm -hmm. He was at the Gold Coast on the weekend and I was there with him and Professor Mark Cohen And um, he is an example of transforming the history books around thoughts and around our our nervous system and how he can actually um, take control of his um, nervous system to even control through his mind. And this is scientifically proven. He's done about 26 different studies with um, and peer-reviewed studies. And he's shown that he can even in ice water, sitting in ice water for two hours, he can even increase his core body temperature by about one degree even under extreme circumstances. So I totally hear what you're saying in relation to the mind and the power of the mind, how we get to Wim Hof's um, capability of being able to do that. I'm not quite sure if, you know, if people would actually take the time to even consider for the most part that they're capable of that. But he's an example of saying you know, he's no different to any one of us, that he has been um, meditating and doing yoga for basically all his life and then he found a way where he can actually really, and he talks about also the ability to decrease inflammation in the body, uh, to move through depression and all sorts of things. So there's more and more studies coming out in relation to his practice But imagine if we only adopted just one-tenth of that, the difference if we actually believed that we could um, transform our health or we could switch off the environmental factors to uh, provide a protective barrier around ourselves. And that's what he is very outspoken in sharing that 
he believes that and through his own scientific research of studies that that he's had conducted on himself he has done that so how we can get that message out and he's saying to me even yesterday he said I want to work with you to help women with endometriosis and with um, hormone related uh, health challenges and also he's doing a lot of work with depression and neurological um, uh, challenging uh, illnesses and such so that he can actually show people this method to be able to impact them in a very positive, in a very um, beautiful way to have them actually take more control over that as opposed to seeking external factors to make them well. That leaves it the power is within their own bodies. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, 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 in, I'm more and more curious about this the more and more work that I personally do on mm. the power of the mind over the body and, you know, the body in and of itself being relatively neutral until the mind starts to give it in, you know, instructions, both consciously and unconsciously. Mm-hmm. And I think um, I did a, a presentation a couple of weeks back at a wellness summit where we were talking about the power of meditation. And um, my research on that took me down a path that blew me away because I, I'd read it but kind of skipped over it. 5,000 years ago, Eastern philosophy or Eastern medicine, not philosophy, Eastern medicine discovered that there was a hormone that was released or a, neuro, a neurotransmitter, not a hormone, a neurotransmitter that was released during meditation. And that hormone, uh, that neurotransmitter is called anandamide. And anandamide mimics cannabis. Mm. So for all of the benefits of cannabis that we're, look, that we're discovering now, that cannabis, you know, provides for, uh, you know, uh, calming of the nerves, helping people with cancer, helping people with multiple sclerosis, you know, people with seizures and so on. They're seeing that, that cannabis can literally change a life in a day mm-hmm. where medication doesn't stand a chance on that. Anandamide is a naturally con- produced, they call it endocannabinoid, that um, is produced when you meditate. That's the, the, the quickest way to get it or the most highest levels are achieved through meditation and also truffles, celery, black tea, parsley um, and some exercise. But meditation is the number one method and Eastern medicine discovered it 5,000 years ago. Ayurvedic medicine's known about this all along, which mm. is why yoga and meditation are the two primary uh, 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 doings for a human above everything else in those Eastern countries. And I, and it, it's no surprise really. Mm-hmm. It's no surprise that they don't experience the th- same things that we do. And there's a level of mind control that a person's capable of having, which Wim Hof is, is clearly, mm. you know, making a name for himself with now that he's creating products and he's getting his message out there in a, in a, in a very standard way. Um, I think it's incredible. I think it's amazing. And I think if we are able to understand that, and I'm just kind of ranting here, but if we are able to understand that, I honestly believe that there would be less of a frantic approach to the world outside when we can master the world inside. Mm -hmm. Then the world outside can be, do, and have and create whatever it needs to be. Then the world inside remains stable. I really look, I so look forward to a world like that, hey? Yeah. Me too. Me too. Wouldn't that? Yeah. 
Speaking yeah. of a world like that, mm. <laughs> um, there was a picture on your Instagram page, Miss Therese, mm-hmm. um, with you and your husband fully clothed jumping into a lake. Just tell us or into a, what would you call that? <laughs> The little playful side of you and how that comes about at times. Yeah, so um, we were out um, a couple of weeks ago, and it was we were, we often go on the motorbike, and um, but it's been so hot we haven't been been able to go on the motorbike. I'm I'm you can take the girl out of the country, but not the country out of the girl. <laughs> Even at my age, we get on the motorbike, and just it's just so much fun. I have a smile from ear to ear, and we just go and we take our little dog. We have a special brace for him. We can't go on the motorbike without him. And we were going past Corumbin Creek and we just, um, we had a, a couple of friends with us. We weren't on the motorbike this day. It was too hot, but it was a very warm day. And I just said, oh, that water looks so inviting. And I had my swimmers there and I thought, you know what? I'm in shorts and a shirt. I'm just going to go and lay in that water. And it was just the allowing the water just to flow all over me. Anyway, I went and laid in it, put my head under the water and just let it rush all over me and it was just so beautiful. And then my husband said, well, if you're doing that, I'm coming to join you. And hence, um, we both were in this in the water. He had his shirt off, obviously. I still had mine on. And um, if maybe maybe if there weren't so many people around, I might have gone starkers. But anyway, that's another story for another day. And um, we were laying in there and he just came up to me and gave me the biggest kiss and a friend of ours took a photo. And um, it was just beautiful beautiful and it's doing those beautiful things and you know having fun and being spontaneous and you know we a lot of the times we'll put the music on and dance around um in our house of a morning or we do partner yoga and um it's so beautiful to do partner yoga and um you know it's just those little things and we go to the beach and that that's so special to me, the fact that we have this incredible relationship after so many, many years. And, yes, we've all gone through our ups and downs and I'm sure that he could have wished me to hell at some stages in my life as we've grown and evolved as individuals. But the beautiful thing is with us in particular, our souls have evolved at a very similar level and I don't think that we would be together but for that having occurred so we don't try to make anyone any we don't try to make each other who we think they should be it's ultimately honoring and encouraging each other's soul um, growth and evolution and um, really supporting each other in that and being open-minded in regard to you know the thoughts that we both have and our spirituality growth and so on so we're very blessed and if that involves jumping into a creek every now and again fully clothed or <laughs> or doing whatever you know it's just beautiful to be able to i don't know i guess show people um as well that you know we're just you know a lot of people it's interesting at different events they're like oh you're just like a a normal person and we are our family our entire family is just a normal fun loving beautiful family and that's the same with Miranda she's and and Matthew they're just the most beautiful beautiful people and a lot of people will say but you know Miranda's achieved the heights of success but she's still Randa to us Mm. and as a family she will always be Randa 
and she's just the most beautiful, kind-hearted girl that, you know, would give anyone a last cent if they needed it. And that's the same with our gorgeous son. And, you know, we were so young when we had Miranda and Matthew. My mum died when I was pregnant with Miranda. And I think, again, that's, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and causes you to have a depth of love and compassion. And, you know, all I ever wanted was to raise beautiful, beautiful children who were to be a contribution and to make a difference and to be good people. And I'm proud that Johnny and I, being so young, we've certainly achieved that with our, and so proud of our kids. You sure are, and I think you oh, should be. Beautiful. Yeah, I agree, Kaz, and I think it's something oh, to, just it's a beautiful reflection, isn't it? And, and I think, that, so, so just tell us then, tell us, what's it like having a daughter that's so <laughs> famous? <laughs> you know what? It's um, it's interesting because we can't do what normal families do, and um, a lot of people don't see that or don't know that. You know, we have paparazzi that sits out the front of their places. So as soon as you go to do anything, you go to the beach, you have cameras, you know, that want to take uh, photos of your every move. And yes, it's a double-edged sword. Miranda wouldn't be so well known but for that but there's always a cost to that and then there's also you know a lot of the times there and I was sharing this at the International Women's Day that I spoke at the other day beautiful event in Kingscliff put on by the sassy business chicks in this area and they were just amazing and I was sharing how you know as a family with a public profile if we go on holidays, we either have to go out on a yacht or we have to go somewhere. We can't just have a normal holiday because the paparazzi will be alerted and then we won't have any privacy. And it is what it is. We've learnt to, um, we've learnt to accept that. And what we've also learned as a family is if I was to take everything personally, I would be an absolute wreck. So, you know, one of um, Don Miguel Roos's um, four agreements is don't take things personally. And I don't now. I used to and I've had, we've had as a family so many untruths written about us and it used to really concern me. Now it's like, you know what, it's their story, it's their load to bear. I, we know what the truth is as a family. So, and it's okay. It's don't, you know, don't get upset in regard to it just accept it is what it is and move on and it's nothing more than that so you know it's it's so beautiful though to experience I guess Miranda is in a a different lives in a different world as such a beautiful world but she's still the same Miranda you know and Matthew you know he's just the most gorgeous boy as well and you know, our family is just like a normal family, but a lot of people and especially young girls that look up to Miranda, you know, they see the supermodel Miranda, but I believe that the the real supermodel is my gorgeous-hearted girl. Mm, that's so true. And I think you... It's the truth that shines through, you know? Yeah, and it doesn't matter about the fact whether you're a model or a... 
a, a singer or an artist or whatever it is, it's about being your truth and living your absolute passion and doing it with volition and absolute love of, and hopefully making a difference along the way. Mm. And so that's something that you do so well and so beautifully. And I just want to ask, like, if people wanted to follow you and they wanted to know more about you, how, how can we get in touch with Therese Kerr? Yeah, so with our Divine Woman products and Divine Company products, um, if they go to the divinecompany.com, we've actually uh, created the most beautiful Divine Woman age-defying skincare, which is in so many salons now. So you can find out about that uh, through the Divine Company and our personal care products. In relation to me personally, I'm much more than just what we're putting on our skin. I take a holistic approach to health and wellness and my website, TheresaKerr.com, I have on that all sorts of information, links to literally um, hundreds and hundreds of research papers on all topics, including taboo topics that, you know, as soon as you mention, you've got your name in the paper for saying anything about um, vaccinations as an example. Um, so I've got links to different studies in the hope that people will, you know, be educators so they make their own choices in regard to things. And, you know, even on my website, I have uh, products and practitioners and programs and documentaries that I recommend. And I have links where they can watch documentaries that they can actually download free of charge. There's some that they aren't available free of charge, but there's links as well there for documentaries that people can actually educate themselves on and products that I love. So what I've done with my own personal website is try to take the hard work out of wellness and I've created a world of wellness on that site that is quite in-depth and it goes into a lot of details about all manner of um, uh, topics in relation to health and wellness and in the hope of just making a difference to people so that they don't have to spend, you know, 17 years researching this information and I'm consistently updating that so as to provide people with a resource that can help them be the best that they can be in their wellness journey. Well, you do it beautifully and you know, it's a privilege to have you on the show. If there was one final message that you had a minute to summarise that you would love one young person, one older person, um, a man, a woman, a teenager, what would your message to our listeners be? I think that um, I've, I've been asked this question a few times and I think, you know, we're born into this world with unlimited potential and we are unlimited possibility. But what happens is we lose sight of that. Life hits us and we choose to be a certain way. Then we try to just get back to, you know, just loving and being happy. We have that innate knowledge within us. We have that anyway. And it's really if, if we can just find that grace to accept ourselves and not try to be everything that we think everyone else wants us to be because I think as we go through life, we try to be that and we lose sight of who we really are. So that would be my message is just be unashamedly you and be such grace in that process. Just And I honestly don't know what I'd have to do now to get embarrassed because I just, it's, it's just, you know, I'm just so happy with who I am at the soul level and I would love that and I don't know how to bottle that, if I could bottle that so that people and especially young girls 
could actually be that. It would just be so beautiful to give that as a gift to somebody. <laughs> oh, gorgeous. Oh. Therese, you've been an incredible, um, you, well, you've been incredible to have a conversation with today. Thank you so much for everything that you've shared of yourself and about your journey and what your offering is to humanity. I think we're all enriched because of the work that you do. So thank you so much for taking the time to be a part of the Up For A Chat show and for sharing yourself with all of our listeners. I think there's not one of us that wouldn't appreciate the time that you've given us. Mm. So thank you from the bottom of our bottoms <laughs> for everything that you do and everything that you are, my love. Thank you a million times a million. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me and I hope that I've um, been able to contribute to people and to provide, um, you know, information that will hopefully make a difference and assist and um, support people on their journey. And, you know, we only have one life in this body anyway and it's about making it and honouring the trillions of cells that are working tirelessly just to keep us healthy and we have that capability. We just need to know how. Amazing. Amazing. So thank you. Well, thank you so much. And for our listeners, we, again, hope that you've enjoyed today's show as much as we have enjoyed bringing it to you and sharing the beautiful Therese Kerr with you. Kimmy, thank you so much for organising this conversation today. You're an absolute champion, my love. Pleasure, darling. For all of our listeners, if you've got any questions or if you've got any comments about today's show, we would love to hear from you. So go to our Facebook page at allthews.facebook.com forward slash after a chat. Or you can also post on allthews.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. And we're going to look so forward to seeing you here same time, same station next week on Up for a Chat where you get to become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. And we're going to see you on the ride. Bye for now, everybody. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.